Hello, I'm Daria Gribo with the William J. Hughes Center for Public Policy at Stockton University. And today I'm talking to several Stockton student leaders and activists about the effect of coronavirus on their studies, social life, and well being. Can you please introduce yourself one at a time? Okay. Uh, my name is Tareem Rajput. I am a biology major. I'm a senior. I'm graduating today at, in like an hour. I am a chairperson on the Student Senate. I'm also the president of the Campus Religious Council, secretary of the Budo Club, and president of the South Asian Students Association. My name is Lori Malchoni. I am uh, a literature major with a concentration in creative writing, um, and I'm the current assistant editor at the Argo. I'm James Culbertson. Uh, I am the president of the Stockton uh, Model United Nations team. I'm a senior uh, history major. Uh, and I'm graduating in like an hour, too. <laughs> Great. What's been the toughest part of going from the classroom to online instruction, especially in the middle of the semester? Well, this semester, it actually wasn't that much of a change for me because I already had mostly online classes, except for one. Um, but it was weird not being able to come to campus at all for that one class and the work I do with the Argo. Um, you know, it's it's been nice going to the Argo office for the things that I have to do. Um, but, you know, we were completely restricted from that. So that was definitely weird. It was really hard for me because I am in four biology classes, like four science classes. So three of those have labs. So it was really difficult trying to do labs when you're so being taught everything in front of you and then going online, barely being taught anything. Because not like the same learning. For me, it was, it, it definitely was a big challenge, uh, mainly because I was writing my thesis this semester, and I like to get a lot of work done in and around the library. I like the white noise. I like the fact that it helps me focus. Um, and at home, I don't necessarily have as good discipline as I do when I'm at school. And I guess it's just a brain thing where, you know, I go to school and my mind gets in the set of schoolwork and I'm studious and I work, you know, I do my work and at home, I just have a lot tougher time getting used to that. But the other thing that was odd was I was taking the last of my language courses, my Spanish course in particular, where we do a lot of conversational work with each other in, in the class. And it's, really weird to try and have conversations via Zoom. Uh, it just, it feels kind of artificial and odd. And we made it work, but it certainly wasn't ideal, especially for me. I don't do well in online instruction, I feel. I'm a very in-person, tactile learner. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Lori, can you tell us what it was like having to publish the first ever completely digital version of the Argo during the pandemic and all its associated distractions? Um, yeah, at first that was definitely a challenge for us because we had such short notice. Um, we had to scramble to get a board meeting set up over Zoom. We had to decide what kind of digital platform we wanted to use in the first place. Um, and it was restricting because uh, there's things that we used on InDesign that we can't use on Canva, which is what we use for our uh, digital only issues. Um, so it changed the format of our paper. Um, another thing that we were stressed out about was um, how are we going to fill the paper? You know, there's no events that people can go to to report on. There's no people that we, they can talk to face to face to get a good story on. Um, so we thought we weren't going to have any content 
but we had a really good team this semester, as we always do. Um, the Argo is very important to Stockton's history. They share an anniversary back in 1971. Um, so we knew we had to do it justice, and our staff knew that too. They're very, uh, they're very passionate about what they do. They wanted to make sure that you know the paper looked good, especially now when we saw how important it was that we deliver news to our community. And you know, without it, this global crisis could have been a lot worse. I mean, it's already pretty bad, but I mean. Um, it's good that we stay in touch with each other, especially through the Argo. It's been such a staple in Stockton's history for so long. Um, also, we had a lot of help from Sam Whitehurst from URM. She would con convert our PDFs into flipbooks every week that we would put on our website. Kim McCabe, John Frungen, our board members, they were always around when we needed help. Alexa Taylor, she's our editor-in-chief. She made sure everyone was on top of what they had to do. She was always available when people had problems. Um, so it could have been a lot harder if we didn't have the great team that we had this semester. I see, great. James, how has COVID-19 affected the Model United Nations Club? And have you been monitoring the effects of COVID-19 on different parts of the world? So the current pandemic has certainly uh, affected the club in massive ways. Um, so the big centerpiece of our club is every spring we go to the NMON, uh, that's National Model United Nations, which is the oldest organization that does Model United Nations. We go to their spring conference in New York, and the spring conference in New York is a week long. It features um, students like us representing countries all 193 of the United Nations from around the country and around the world. So there's a lot of international students and there's a ton of people, we're all on top of each other. And so as you can imagine, the state of New York wasn't necessarily keen about having a ton of people breathing down each other's neck during a global pandemic. So that was canceled. Uh, this year, we worked really hard to bring together a team of 40 people, which is our largest ever. Uh, we were representing the Russian Federation. Uh, our e-board and our team worked really hard to get us prepared and to have it canceled was a tough blow to the club. Uh, there's a lot of new members that were really excited to actually try Mali United Nations. There was a lot of veteran members that were excited to continue uh, doing Model United Nations, and I was excited to bring a team, and I was very proud of them, and I was very excited to see uh, what they were going to do. I had high hopes, so we weren't able to do that, um, but this is a global pandemic. Uh, it does affect all nations of the world, and there's a lot of data, and the UN is very busy right now. It's, uh, in particular, the World Health Organization has been working day and night to release press releases, data, statistics. All of this is very important. And so as a club, we do have the unique opportunity to see how the United Nations operates in a crisis, in particular, how the WHO tries to manage efforts of, uh, you know, preventative care, uh, treatments, uh, vaccine development, as well as just general public information, hand washing, et cetera, et cetera. So that's been really interesting to see. Uh, we've spent a lot of time looking over graphs and charts as well to see, try and predict actually how uh, things are going in Italy as comparatively to here. Uh, our last in-person meeting 
I remember we had a long discussion and a long time looking at uh, the Italian model and how that could particularly become the American model. And uh, in the coming weeks after that meeting, we found that yes, um, unfortunately, the devastation that Italy was facing was something that we were facing as well, at least in the American Northeast. So it's got its benefits and it's got a lot of drawbacks, uh, but the club has never faced something like this before. Uh, but that being said, I'm really uh, proud of my club. Uh, they've been on top of it. They've been willing to adapt. And um, despite us not doing our big, you know, crown jewel thing every year, or, or, or at least this year, uh, they're still just as engaged as ever. Thank you. Therim, what has the Student Senate been doing during the pandemic? Oh, since the beginning, like since the very first day this all started, we have been having meetings. We've been talking to the provost. We've made sure we have that line of connection between not only the provost, but the president and vice president of the university. We've been taking student um, feedback and using that to further help the students. We had a survey go out towards the beginning of the whole, pan the, um, whole lockdown of Stockton to see how students felt with the online learning and how they felt about what's going on. And we took that feedback to, I guess, accommodate the students better. We've been focusing on accommodating the students who are still on campus, as well as um, trying to help everyone figure out the pass fail, trying to figure out specific things about it, such as like the Dean's List or how it applies to certain students in certain situations. And we've, been have, we've still been holding our meetings and we've been having a little longer open forum to get all outside questions during that time so we can help everyone as best as we can. Great. Also, Trim, as a biology major, can you tell us how lab classes have been held virtually? Yeah. Um, so for a lot of my classes, our labs were held like you don't meet the professor, you read something and then you take a quiz, which is complete change from what we've been doing because I was in anatomy lab and we were supposed to be doing dissections. Our dissections were online as a PowerPoint with the pictures part of the body and then a quiz that followed. I was also in a histology where we go through slides and find specific parts. And now we're on an online microscope where you click on a specific part of the body and find the slide and you identify structures. So it's been a really big change because we haven't been able to meet our professors and ask them questions like we would. It's, and if we had a question about the lab, we would have to email them and wait for a response rather than just going directly to them during class and getting the answer right then. So it's been really hard. Very interesting. Thanks for letting us know. Question for everybody. How has your state of mind and mental health been affected? What uh, have you been doing to de-stress during this period of social distancing and quarantine? Um. I've mostly been doing spring cleaning on top of making sure that I stay focused in class for my classes. Like James said, it's been really hard to stay focused when you're in your house and there's so many distractions. Um, but, you know, setting goals, little goals, even if it's just around the house is a good way to stay focused. Um, also FaceTime, I'm sure as everyone knows, is a really good way to stay in touch with people. So the way I've been de-stressing is I started in my garden like I've just been planting flowers if I'm not inside like studying or reading. I'm outside gardening all day. 
I just planted a bunch of tomatoes and some trees. So that's all I have going for me right now. <laughs> James? Um, so personally, I've started running, which is something I never thought I'd say in a thousand years. Uh, <laughs> never was a fan of running. But I started running. And <clears throat> so I've tried to set some fitness goals. Uh, that's been a really good way to distress. I always like martial arts, but I can't really do martial arts right now because that involves other people being very close. Uh, so I've found a, a workout plan at home that's uh, that's kind of healthy. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time on my bike as well. And as a photographer and a musician, I've been taking pictures and making music. And those are always the arts are always a great way to try and make sense of things. Great. Do you think this pandemic has caused you to be more or less politically active and civically engaged? Do you follow the news of the governmental orders put in place in response to the pandemic? I definitely follow the news every day, um, just because I watch CBS at noon every single day. Um, and so either Phil Murphy or Andrew Cuomo would come on and have their daily briefing. So that was a good way of following updates as they came in. Um, but Politically, I think it was hard to see how this has become a political thing. Um, you know, this is a medical thing, not not about politics. You know, it, it should be about people. So, um, but of course, you know, whenever there's a global issue like this, politics has a way of dividing people. So, but yeah, I don't, that's the reason why I don't think it should affect how people vote. But I think, you know, of course it definitely would because there are things that do have to deal with politics about this pandemic that has affected the economy and how people view certain politicians. So that goes without saying, but you know, it, it was kind of sad to see that happen. So I don't, so I've always been super politically and civically engaged, but I think now I'm a lot more because I work in the hospital. I think like everything that happens kind of just affects my job too. So, I feel like I have to keep up on everything no matter what because I feel like if I don't know then like I'm gonna be left behind and I'm gonna forget something but I think the things put in place like us being extended for our New Jersey quarantine for like I think it was 30 days more I think that's completely right I think we should be quarantined for as long as we need to be because this is spreading so much that we can't risk really anything that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, as the president of the Model United Nations Club, uh, which is a political organization, uh, bipartisan that is, um, we, I've been extremely politically engaged. Uh, I'm always up to date on things. I usually get my information not from cable news media, but I usually get it from like the CDC or the WHO or various uh, intergovernmental organizations, NGOs, uh, that are really uh, very reputable sources. That being said, I do watch TV news and uh, I do follow that kind of stuff. And I'm actually trying to be less engaged with that actually. I'm trying to watch less news because I feel like it's having a really negative effect on my well-being. Uh, it's just, it's so depressing and I can't help but feel helpless and absolutely just defeated if I consume too much. So I've been trying to set up healthy boundaries of staying informed and not being over-informed to the point where I'm 
feeling negative effects, uh, which is tough to do today with, you know, phones beaming this information into our face. Thank you. Thank you for your advice. And thanks again, everybody, for participating in this discussion. Stay safe and enjoy your summer break.